Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am your host, Holly Hillier, a retired six-figure corporate engineer, mom to three crazy boys, and CEO of Seven Strong. I went from burnt-out corporate engineer to stay-at-home mom boss, building multiple businesses and life-changing income for my kitchen table. My passion is helping other female entrepreneurs create magnetic marketing and scalable systems so you too can create the time and financial flexibility to live your dream life. Ready? Let's dive in. All right. Oh my goodness, Katie. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. You guys, we have the incredible Katie Moore with us. And first off, Katie is one of my best friends. And we may have just spent the hour prior to this interview chatting all things business, which is oh, just get yourself in a room with women who have huge goals and can spend an hour chatting business and just be even better for it. But let me introduce you guys to Katie. So Katie Moore is a mom of two. She is a former school teacher and administrator turned top 10 partner in her network marketing business. And in the last two years, truly, she has grown an audience of almost 200,000 followers on Instagram. And really more than that follower count, Katie has built a community that trusts her to guide them to the right solution. And Today, Katie's going to talk a little bit about how she's done that. And so beyond you know the social media tips and strategy, it's truly about creating that content that converts. And Katie is going to break down the formula, the thought process, all of that behind it for us. And again, Katie and I, oh, it's my favorite because we do talk tactical. So this is one that you're going to want to listen to again and again. And you guys can find Katie on Instagram at Katie Moore Wellness, Katie M-O-O-R-E Wellness. And oh my gosh, if you're looking for incredible recipes and value, like that's Katie. So Katie, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're so busy. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And I know Holly is so humble. She will never admit this, but truly she has been one of my mentors for so long. I met her years and years ago. And, you know, we were just talking, like she said, it's like we get together and it's like, business, go, what's working? Like, let's do this together. I mean, and Holly was one of those women who, you know, there's just so much power and proximity. You know, I met Holly at an event. It was a networking event. And I literally, she was like exiting and I was like, oops, I need to go to the bathroom at the exact same time. There was no coincidence that I did that on purpose and introduced myself and just shared like what my goals were and how I would really love to pick her brain. And truly she said, let's get together next week. Let's do a play date. And she has allowed me for years to pick her brain and we built this beautiful friendship out of it. But it truly started as this mentoring relationship where she just poured into me and I am forever grateful. And so when she asked me to speak today, I was like, 100%. I owe you my life, my business. Of course, tell me when and where, and I will be there. So I'm really, really honored to be here today. My True. gosh. And how lucky am I to now get to have you as the mentor of mine? And so when I'm like, all right, uh, social media, all things social media and business and scaling. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people will look at Katie or anyone with these big followings and think like, oh, it's, they know social media. And yes, Katie knows social media. But no one grows a top, 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 top like network marketing, social selling business because they know how to produce a few viral reels. And Katie has 
all, all the systems, all the things, which is what, what we love talking. And, you know, it's funny because when Katie and I, when we really did, when we first met, we really connected over building a story brand by Donald Miller. Yeah. And I mentioned, I was like, this is one of the books, like I love, it's what I follow. And Katie's like, me too. It is like my kind of go-to for how we, we built a business. And so, you know, for, for both of us, that's, that's been core in our social media. And Katie, I would love for you to just dive in a little bit. For those of you who haven't read that or kind of haven't used that system, how do you use that to kind of guide you in your social media creation, both in, you know, feed and stories and just how you take people on that journey? Absolutely. So I'll talk a little bit about like when I first started sharing on social media, initially, I actually just started sharing my journey. I was on a health journey myself. I had just recovered from postpartum depression. I was at my heaviest weight, my lowest in life. And I just remember being like, you know what? I feel like what is going to hold me accountable to my own personal goals? Because at that point, I didn't have a business. My own personal goals is if I share it on social media. And it's interesting because before I ever had a business, I started creating a following. And the reason that following came was because I was sharing a story. I was sharing the heartbreak of experiencing postpartum depression, yet, you know, at the same time, experiencing this joy of having these two little kids and trying to find the balance. And as I shared that story, other women started following along going like, oh my gosh, me too. And so we really were connecting on this much deeper level than just, oh, I want to lose some weight and look good in my bikini for summer. It was like, I want to create this greatest version of myself. Here's what I'm doing that's helping that if it can help you, fantastic. Like, let's do this together. And I think that mentality of let's do this together is exactly what built this community. Because like Holly said, like, it's great to have a viral post or, you know, a massive following. But if you can't convert that to sales what's the point, right? Then you don't have a business. So that's what I want to share a little bit about today. And like Holly said, like one of the books that really was a huge, just like pivot for myself and my business was I read this book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And he sets up this framework and I want to share it to you really quickly. So it's basically this. So first of all, I want to start with a quote by a guy named Blair Warren. And it says, people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help throw rocks at their enemies. And so what I found as I started this journey was there were a lot of women like me who had felt like they had done it all, right? They had tried it all, done it all, failed it all. And so it really set up this framework for this. It says, a character has a problem, who meets a guide, who gives them a plan, who calls them to action, who helps them avoid failure, and end in success. And so what I started to realize is, is that the main character actually isn't me as I'm sharing my story. It's actually the woman who's watching me, who's experiencing their story through mine, right? There's so many pieces that they're like, oh my gosh, I felt that same way. Oh my gosh, me too. Oh my goodness. Like that connects with my pain point. And so as I shared the story, I started getting better and better at sharing it from a place of not making myself the hero who was figuring all these things out, but rather as the guide who's saying, hey, do this with me and we can have success together. And the example I always give to people is this actually happened recently in our house. The battery died in our fire detector and the alarm just started going off and it was so loud and it started going off. And my children, instead of looking for a fire, who do you think they looked at? They looked at their mother and they were looking to see where do we go? What do we do? Do we need to be scared? And I think when you're building this platform, what you need to realize is the people in your social media following are looking to you going, 
What do we do? Where do we go? Should I be scared? And so what it is our job as someone who's building this platform is to really be this perfect balance of compassion and confidence, understanding where they're coming from, but confident that we can take them to the place that they've always wanted to go. So it's really putting them in the correct vehicle to meet their needs, to take them to where they want to go. So I want to give you really quickly a picture of what this looks like, because I think one of the things that I see a lot of business owners do wrong when they're building this business is they think it's their job to sell a product through their social media, just to talk product, 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 product. But I want to paint this picture for you. And this analogy is one that just helps me every single time I'm going to share a story or share, you know, even an offering. I always try to remember this story. And that is people purchase emotionally not logically. So I want you to picture you're going to this car lot. And I always like to picture this middle-aged man and he's going to this car lot. And you know, the guy on the car lot's like, how can I help you? And he's like, I need a new car. And this guy's like, let me take you to this one car. You are going to love this one. It is perfect for you. And so he puts this guy in this car and sure enough, it is the nicest one on the lot. And this guy gets in his car and you know, he's feeling the leather steering wheel and he's picturing himself driving to work. And he knows as he's feeling that leather steering wheel and he's picturing driving to work that that car is going to make him feel more successful. And so he's picturing going to work and getting out. And because he feels more successful in his car, he knows he's going to work harder at work because that car is going to make him feel successful. And then he's picturing, he's looking over and he's feeling the leather seat beside of him. And he's picturing taking out a girl on a date. And he's picturing how impressed she's going to be and how this car is going to give him so much more confidence. So when he's on that date, he is clear-minded. He's ready to go. He feels good about himself. And that car is going to make him feel confident, right? And then he's picturing as he looks over the dashboard, pulling into his neighborhood or pulling up to his parents' house or pulling up to that high school reunion and all of those people seeing him as a success story. And again, it's how that car makes him feel. Now, here's the thing. That guy is about to purchase that car because emotionally, it's not that that car is going to change his life. It's that that car is going to make him feel differently and he can picture where his life is going because of that car. And I think the thing that sometimes we see on social media that we, that people just do wrong is they're trying to sell the safety features of that vehicle. They're trying to sell the color or they're trying to sell the leather seat color. And it's like, no, you're not selling the product. You're selling what the product does for the person and their pain points. What is it that they are experiencing that this vehicle is going to take them to a different level, a different location? So it's really painting the emotional reason why they need your product. Why do they need you in their life? Because you are going to help them get the vehicle that they need to get them where they want to be in their life. So I love that analogy so much. Yeah, I say that all the time. I'm like, features do not sell. Oh, I love that. Do Right? It's not the features. It's not the features of what you're selling. Exactly. It's It's the emotion. And I do not think even when you know, we've talked avatar and ideal clients. And a lot of people say, say pain points, mm-hmm. that's fine to address their pain points. And we need to know their pain points so we can speak to them. But it's what do those pain points make them feel? Mm-hmm. It's the feeling, right? It's not the, the pain point could be they need to lose, you know, I don't know how to lose 50 pounds. Well, okay. But we're talking to the emotionally how does that pain point, how does that, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z, make them feel. And so, yeah, that's such just a good reminder of, we need to know their pain points, but we have to take it one step further and understand the emotion. And I love the guy in the car because it's so true. 
It's so true. It's that's such a good analogy. And I could like see him, right? I could see him there. And you can feel how he's going to show up as a different person because of that product. Mm -hmm. So how will your ideal client show up as that next level them? So it's emotionally, where are they? But then also emotionally, where will they be? So I absolutely love that. Well, and you know, it's funny because like, I remember in November of last year, I was, you know, I'm in the health space. So that's what I help women with is getting healthy. And it's interesting because I remember November of last year, I remember hearing amongst my network marketing business, like, oh, this is such a hard month. And I was like, gosh, this is like one of my favorite months. And they were like, why? And I'm like, because think about the picture that we get to paint for women right now on why they actually want to get healthy. In November, I'm so stressed in November. I know most moms are. It's like we've got Thanksgiving and we just cut out of Halloween and and then we've got Christmas and then New Year's and all, all these events are hitting all at once. And all I can picture is this mom who just feels like she is like drowning in the responsibilities of the season. And I think to myself all the time about how in November, really the goal is to get that mom healthy so that she can actually balance everything that's going on in her life. And so I have started every single November painting the picture of, you know, a mom walking down the stairs on Christmas morning, feeling tired and groggy. And, you know, it's like sitting on the couch as the kids are opening the presents and sipping on her coffee, just feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. And then what I try to do is help paint the picture of if we were to start taking care of us right now, I want you to picture yourself walking down those stairs with energy. I want you to picture lighting up when you see your kids coming down and playing all day long on the floor with energy, with patience, with enthusiasm. And when you can start painting the picture for women of, again, they're not saying yes to a product or a feature. They're saying yes to their kids. Women are much more, and I'm sure men as well, like we are much more inclined to say yes when the cost is too high. When the cost is our kids, oh my gosh, like I like I would do anything for my children. And so it's really painting the picture of what they're saying yes to. And honestly, I don't care what your product is. They're not saying yes to a product. They're saying yes to a solution. So you've got to figure out like, How can you help them paint the picture for themselves of what they are actually saying yes to? And oftentimes that's, again, it's not going to be to a product or a feature. It's going to be to a feeling. It's going to be to an emotion. It's going to be to an obligation or responsibility like their family. Yeah. And one of you said, picture yourself, picture yourself, picture yourself. And that, or can you imagine, actually ask them to do it. It is like some of the most powerful words in all of marketing is picture yourself X, Y, Z. Imagine, close your eyes and imagine with me. Like it is some of the most powerful language and it all goes back to to this. How do we get themselves to imagine themselves there? And so I know there's a couple different ways to do this, right? There's, well, there's the, the pain point and agitating that pain point. And then there's also helping them imagine where they can be and the emotions with that as well. Have you ever felt isolated as an online entrepreneur? Like you're on your own little island trying to figure out how to grow a business, manage your household, and be the present mom you want to be? Yeah, me too. Which is why I created the Seven Strong Society, a monthly community for online entrepreneurs. Each month, we come together to focus on growing your business and income fast. 
with monthly trainings ranging from Instagram growth strategies to email marketing to creating quarterly schedules to allow you to live your life on your terms. We connect via monthly planning parties, expert trainings, and live Q&A sessions, as well as on our private app. Yes, off of social media. Want to learn more? Head over to 7 community to get all the details. I'll see you in the community. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, first of all, it's awesome to share and help them picture these things, but it's like, okay, so where are we doing this? Right. Where are we doing this? Because at the end of the day, like stories are fantastic. And I love sharing on stories because it's where you build so much trust, but stories don't build an audience. And like Holly and I said, you know, you don't have to have high numbers, but you do need to be getting people to visit your page and your stories in order to convert. So one of the things that I have figured out has been a great place for leads is to create social media, right? To actually create reels, to create posts that like, like Holly said, you know, agitate that pain point, but also offer the solution, paint the picture. So, you know, Holly mentioned two years ago, I've grown this huge platform and it's true. And it's because I got very consistent at creating content that served my ideal client. So for myself, I've lost 75 pounds with nutrition, some workouts, but for the most part, nutrition. I mean, that's where my focus has always been. And so when it, when reels actually came out, I started thinking like, okay, what is it that my ideal client, what is it that she's struggling with? And the truth of the matter is she's struggling because she's a busy mom. She is feeling like she's just always barely staying afloat. She's in survival mode and she wants to lose the weight. She wants to get healthy, but you know, she, her focus is just everywhere. Right. And I, and I know a mom listening right now is gonna be like, oh my gosh, hundred percent. So I wanted to create content that made the average woman who's out there going, look, I want to get healthy. I just can't figure out how I wanted to create content to where she could find me. And so when I started creating reels, I knew I wanted to do recipes, but I also knew it was going to be very important to include my story within that reel itself, because that was going to be what actually got them to go to my page and actually follow along and then maybe jump in my stories, which is where I was going to build their trust. Right. So I started to do these reels and instead of just putting up a recipe, because I don't want to be a recipe developer personally, I don't want to, you know, I mean, that, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to help women change their lives. So I had to figure out how can I also share my story? So I came up with a hook and a lot of times my hooks do talk about what it is that I, I offer women. So I would say something like, I began this health journey at 215 pounds as a busy mom thinking she hated vegetables, but here's a, you know, a vegetable recipe that changed my mind, or, you know, I've lost 75 pounds with nutrition. Here's one of my favorite breakfasts to make. And all of a sudden women were like, now, wait a second. She said, what? Or I would do ones for even my kiddos. I would say, you know, with school back in session and sports in full swing, here's an after a healthy afternoon snack that I made my kids. And all of a sudden those busy moms who wanted to get healthy, wanted to get their families healthy, were finding my page and going like, oh man, not only did this real help, but now I see evidence that she is consistently sharing the same content over and over and over. And all of a sudden, not only did they find my page and, and start to go like, oh, she could help me. They started to realize because of my consistency, I was a reliable resource. And that's what I have found has been really helpful for me is people started to look at me, not just as a blogger or like a, you know, an influencer, but as a resource. 
they started seeing me as a resource. And so they started to follow along. And then I would find ways to get them in my stories. This was really important for me because in order to really build that trust, they needed to be seeing the everyday stuff. They needed to be seeing the application of the vehicle that I was trying to put them in, right? So for me, I would say in my caption or in my or in the reel itself, I would say, for more details on this, follow along in my stories today, right? So then it was incentive for them to get into my stories, or I'm going to share this recipe later today, check out my stories for the link, right? And it, again, it was incentive for them to get in my stories, which that wouldn't be the only story. You know, I would be sharing my life. I'd be sharing my family. I'd be sharing what we're eating. I'd be sharing all the things that I can help them with, but also again, them seeing themselves in me. You know, whether it was putting the kids down for bed or putting a family dinner on the table, they were truly invested in what could this new healthy lifestyle for me actually look like in application. So again, it was a resource, but then also being that familiar face, you know, I didn't want to be looked at as this influencer. I wanted to be looked at as the neighbor next door that they trusted, you know, the girl that, you know, oh yeah, that's Katie Moore. And, you know, she's got two little kids too, and she's getting healthy and she's a resource. So I really found that to be helpful. And then in terms of how to actually convert, you know, I kept finding myself going like, okay, how do I create these call to actions where people actually walk through that fear? And here's what we know, right? As Holly and I said, this is an emotional purchase. This isn't going to happen overnight. So I think the other part of this is understanding that this is going to take consistency. This is going to take you showing up well before people, you know, think of you as a resource. You've got to create enough content where people know, okay, this is what she's doing. This is how she's serving us. This is the resource that she has become. So you've got to create call to actions though, that help people know how they can actually be served by you. So, you know, obviously for me, I'm creating these recipes every single week. So that resource in and of itself is if you come to my page, there's a resource for you. But in my stories, I'm actually doing a lot of call to actions on how to actually join me on this journey where, again, I'm I'm helping them get into that vehicle. But because we know this is an emotional purchase, this isn't going to happen overnight. So yes, I do every single month do some hard call to actions. I call them direct call to actions. So like a direct call to action, like if you would like to join my group, fill out this link. If you would like to join my group, drop an emoji. If you would, right, there's always those direct call to actions monthly. But also there's got to be some transitional call to actions that are going to warm them up to actually trusting you to do that direct call to action. So that might be a nourishing email series. That might be a newsletter. That might be a freemium. You got to find ways to get things in people's hands where they're going like, oh, you know what? I haven't been ready to walk through that fear yet and join her, but she did send me this meal plan or she did send me this, or she did talk to me about that, or she gave me some time in her DMs, right? It can be different places but it's nurturing that relationship. You know, I always like to think of it as kind of like a harvest, you know, it's like you plant the seed, but then you've got to cultivate and then you get to harvest. And I think the part where a lot of people miss is this cultivation part. It's like they want to plant the seed and then enjoy the fruits of their labor immediately. And that's just not how it works. You know, you've got to be building that trust in the meantime until that woman's ready to walk through that door. I have never heard anyone call it a transitional call to action. And it's so important. You know, we hear the word like freemium all the time when, you know, we talk about creating email lists, but your freemium is just your transitional call to action. And it makes it so much easier to form that relationship. Like Katie said, I think the stat is it takes is it like seven to 12, seven to 15 yeah. like touches yeah. before someone buys from you. And that that's not 
them seeing you seven times in stories. I mean, this is people, and it goes back to what Katie said, it's consistency, Mm -hmm. right? People think about all the people we see show up on social media and then like disappear, right? Or, Hey, your neighbor started this business and this business. We're literally watching people to see if they will be consistent, to see if they continue to walk that walk. And consistency is truly the name, the name of the game and growing social media. And, you know, Katie, the other piece you really talked about, which I love is you kind of your, that first, I've lost 75 pounds or I've lost 75 pounds and didn't like vegetables. Here's how I started doing it. And within those, you know, kind of your, your catchphrase, your, the phrase you repeat again and again and again, because again, we have to continue repeating the same thing for people to even see it, right? 2% of people see one post on social media and then it dies. So, you know, with that, you're really addressing a lot of their limiting beliefs within your reel too, right? They're hearing like, oh, well, I'm a busy mom, so I can't lose weight. Well, Katie's saying, listen, here's how I went from 215 pounds to my healthiest self while being a busy mom. Here's how I did it. As someone, for me, a limiting belief is I don't like vegetables. I can't lose weight. So I do talk about that, right? Like I don't like vegetables and maybe you don't either, but here's how I transitioned from there to the solution. And so including those limiting beliefs in that first hook is also huge, right? Katie's telling them, Hey, here's what I did, which is most normally like their goal. I've lost 75 pounds. Great. I have a weight loss goal, but I can't do it. And Katie's saying, okay, let me tell you why you are saying you can't do it. And I'm going to show you why you can. And all of that is instant. It's instant within your feed. And it's over and over and over and over again. And there's several different limiting beliefs that Katie really addresses. And yet the vehicle is the same to solve that problem. And to address, you know, where they want to go. And so if you go and in one of my courses, I call it like, you want your account to be bingeable. Like when someone, oh, yes, right. Like I, I go to Katie's and I look at one recipe and then I scroll and I'm like, oh, there's another one. And I hear another limiting belief. Oh, there's another one. Oh, great. This one has a little different twist. It's all the same general content, but it's addressing different limiting beliefs. It is teaching me something different and all of them are valuable to me in some way. And that piece is what Katie's done so well. She provides insane value. She addresses limiting beliefs. And this solution, this value she's giving is just part of the vehicle that she's going to sell. So I think sometimes people get stuck in like, well, how do I not give away everything so that they'll then buy from me in the future. And so for you, how have you found, you know, the best way to be like, listen, here's how I'm providing enough value that someone's going to follow me. Because if you're not providing value and you're all over the place, no one's going to follow you. We know that like clear, consistent value again and again and again, but not so much that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm giving away my full solution. Right. Well, and I actually remember when I first started this business, I remember I was on a call and you know, you're mentored by hundreds of people, y'all. Like, I mean, whether it was a podcast or a training, I don't even remember where I was, but this, I remember specifically somebody saying like, no one's going to buy the cow if the milk is free. And I remember thinking like, well, I understand that thought, but I also know the thing that cuts down on brain calories spent is 
making people realize that they can actually achieve the things that they want to achieve because you're giving enough value and you're giving enough direction to where they don't feel like they have to pay to see behind the curtain. Yeah. I, I think it's such a, a misconception because, you know, yes, I'm not trying to in my stories or in my posts give out everything for free, but I do want them to know that I'm a resource either way. And I think the biggest thing I think is, has been so interesting is when women do ultimately join me, they'll say to me, oh, I've been following your nutrition method that you share in your stories for like an entire year. And I have seen results already, but I'm ready to do this in community. So there is a piece that even though, yes, they are seeing my everyday life and I'm sharing the everyday ins and outs and the tips and the tricks and all the things, the other part of that is there's still a part that they're not having access to yet. And that's the community component. That's the piece of like, what would be possible if you weren't doing this alone? So I think it is hard at times to remind yourself of that, that, you know, that you can still give and give and give and it not be a distraction from them actually purchasing. I think that the more you give, the more they, again, will see you as a resource and trust you. So, you know, I think that is a big part of that. Yeah. It's so funny. When I started my network marketing business, I shared workout circuits, full workout circuits, every six, five days a week. And people are like, no one's going to buy from you. And I'm like, no, they will buy from me because they do these and they see results. And then they say, well, what more could I get? And I think this goes all the way back to the beginning where you were talking about being their guide and they can get all the resources they want, but they want to work with you as their guide, not their hero. And I think this is where people get kind of confused. Can you dive a little bit into this guide versus hero of the story piece? Absolutely. And I think it's so, so important. So, you know, I, and again, like I hate saying this is where people get it wrong, but I do see a lot of social media platforms where they're elevating themselves to be the hero. And unfortunately, what that creates is, and I'll hear this from even women within my world, is they'll say, I keep getting people who are cheering me on, but they're not joining me. And I always say, so the disconnect there is you've created a hero mentality, not a guide mentality. And so really, when I'm sharing my journey, it's not... I've lost 75 pounds and you should do it too. It's I'm on this health journey, regardless of if I am quote unquote at the end, I'm not at the end, regardless of if you're at the end, you're never at the end of your journey. You're always on the journey. And the way you create the guide mentality is constantly sticking your arm behind you saying, join me on the journey. And the example I always give is like, you know, if you think about if you're planning a trip, doing a travel guide versus an actual on the ground guide. Like I've booked our honeymoon, for instance, we booked our honeymoon and our travel agent was like, I've never been there, but I've heard it's amazing. Trusted her opinion. But of course, when we got there and we started talking to the locals, they're like, you got to do this. And you go, who did I trust more? I trusted the people who were on the ground in the trench with me. So you've got to constantly put yourself in the trench. You constantly have to remind people where you started because if you're always elevating yourself as the hero and reminding people where you are, 
it creates this looking up mentality where they see you as the hero and they're just going to keep cheering you on. Whereas when you remind people where you started and you constantly share a little bit of your shame story, like I always say, my shame story is a lot of women's pain points. Like I have to constantly remind people, Hey, when I started this journey at 215 pounds, just out of postpartum depression, I was actually abusing food and alcohol. And let me share a little bit of how I got out of that. But also here's an invitation to be on this journey with me. And it, believe me, the first few times of sharing like the inner workings of my journey, I just remember going through it going like, oh my gosh, like that was scary because it's scary to share vulnerably and bravely and boldly. But the truth of the matter is it's what humanizes you. And it's what people then start to see you as like, she understands me again. It's that perfect combination of compassion, but also confidence is like, I know where you're struggling because I used to be there too. So it's really just this constant reminder of where you started, because again, that's probably where they're starting too. So again, your shame story is likely their pain point. I mean, the vulnerable piece mm-hmm. is the piece that I just, you know, I think bringing new entrepreneur, it's like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there on social media. I'm just starting is really scary. Then taking it the next step further to that vulnerable place. You got to go there every day and you've got to yeah. be really, I love, like, I love that, that confident piece. Like you have to be confident in the story you're telling, but also compassionate and, and that's compassion with yourself and compassionate with them. But to me, when also when I talk to a new entrepreneur or anyone in our space, a lot of times we hear like, well, I haven't seen XYZ success. I'm like, well, then you're probably in the most perfect place of your journey because it is not about, you know, when you've done XYZ, it's about, you just need to be one step ahead of them. And so if you've already started your business or you've started using whatever that vehicle is, whatever you're selling, you're one step ahead of them because they don't have that yet. So they don't have the solution to their problem. And so all you have to say is, listen, I have the solution. I'm on day two and here's how I'm feeling. And I want to invite you to join me, but we've got to get vulnerable with where were you before you had that vehicle? And it's when we do that, we, everything changes, everything. And it does, it allows you to be that guide. Well, and I think too, like just to go back to like the business side of this too, you got to have a plan. (laughs) Like you've got to have a marketing plan. Like it's great to tell stories and it's great to unfold that for people. But I also think too, like going back to one of the things I learned from Holly is, you know, creating a content strategy. Cause the other part of it is like, I share my story a lot and I'm always webbing it in there. But I think the other part of that is, is like, okay, I'm also strategic because I am building a business. I am strategic about when I am sharing that story. If I don't have a hard call to action ready to go and I'm leveraging, you know, a solution for them, you know, you don't need to be doing this like vulnerable piece every single day. It is important to just show the day in and day out kind of stuff. But I do think, again, if you have an offering, like let's say for me, you know, okay, I have an accountability group starting up. I know it's starting in two weeks. This is when I need to start talking about it. I need to start painting the picture for them two weeks out because it's going to take, like we talked about earlier, seven times of exposure for them to finally say, you know what? She has talked about this for the last two weeks. And, you know, she mentioned this, this, and this, and those are the issues I'm having. And I just got to do it. But I think it's not haphazard the way we're sharing. And I think that's a piece where 
it helped me once I started getting really organized with my thoughts of like, okay, here's when my offerings are, here's when I need to be telling that story. Here's when I need to be painting that picture for them. And here's why. And so it is getting yourself a little organized too, because you don't want to just be like flash vulnerable all the time, right? Like there is this part of like, you know, again, showing the good stuff too, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think this is really important too, when we talk about these like hard call to action versus like a transitional call to action. If you are constantly saying, join me, join me, join me, join me, join me, right. It becomes this, like this broken record. And it just like, okay, great. Like it. So having, I love that. Like the, that's the content creation piece planning. All of it is when are you offering? What, what is that hard deadline? Like people, people need the hard call to action. And then you have to have a hard deadline attached to it. And, you know, it also, when you think about your social media, especially within your stories, you don't want it to just be so repetitive that they stop watching. And so after that hard call to action, it's like, okay, now how's my marketing changing? What's the new thing that I'm giving them value and interesting them with? And just give people a break. I just find people like, if you're constantly, constantly pushing a product, like, you need, but you also, you have to be smart about it. So Katie mentioned two weeks on the exact same schedule wise. It's two weeks. I've got two weeks ahead of time. I know I'm going to start telling some stories and marketing, and then we'll go into, to pay. I was just talking to my sister about this. We have, I've got my first two weeks of this month. And then my last two weeks of this month, how do they align? How do any events that are in there align with that plan? And what are my hard calls to action? And I know the exact days those are happening and what I need to do leading up to it. And so, yeah, I think that's other pieces. It can be really heavy being vulnerable and it can feel really heavy to your audience. And there's a lot of heaviness in this world. So how do we create it as a connection piece versus just always life is so hard right now, or it was so hard, right? And I think it's like equipping them with tools, whether it's in their personal journey, which will also equip them in their business building as well is equipping people with the tools of like, Hey, life is hard. Life is hard. Like there's going to be storms. There's going to be tough stuff. So here's some tools that have helped me. And so it is this, it, it's a delicate line we walk, right. Of like, again, agitating the pain point, offering the solution, you know? So yeah, I'm totally with you. And I think too, one of the blessings of social media, and I found this yesterday, you know, Holly mentioned like my account really blowing up over the last two years, but it's been really interesting how sometimes posts will blow up weeks after you post them. And so again, it goes back to like, yes, that builds your business in the meantime, but also too, one of the blessings of social media is it's constantly growing. It's constantly growing while you're sleeping. So like the other part of that is, is like, again, you're doing this work and you're going to think initially like, oh, I'm doing this work for this one call to action. or I'm doing this work for this one thing. When in reality, like that work will continue to work itself for weeks and weeks and weeks to come. And again, if you're creating bingeable material, which I think is, I love that terminology, you know, again, when people find you, it's, they're going to do the deep dive. They want to go all the way back and see where you started from to actually confirm that you started where you're staying. So show up on day one. I think that's, again, one of those things where what, I don't care what your business is, like what builds belief is people being able to scroll back and seeing that you legitimately had a day one. And again, that just humanizes you. So don't be afraid of action. That's what built my business. I know that's what built Holly's business. Like, 
yes, there were years of hard work, but it was a lot of just reminding myself, like nothing should look perfect. You know, in fact, I think one of the biggest blessings is imperfection because it makes other people believe that they can do it too. So show up and just take massive action. Yeah. I mean, it's messy, consistent action. A hundred percent. I mean, Katie and I were talking about too, just before this call, you know, there's all these companies that say like, we'll do, we'll make all your reels and it'll look so professional. And you're right. There are companies that can make you look extremely professional, but like Katie and I are like, but that's not what our community responds to. I'm not here to produce some fancy TV show on my social media. I'm here to be the real mom who's just living in this, like, I am just, my life is a mess right now. And I like, I got sick kids. I, I am literally still trying to find my balance as a mom of three and that's fine. And that's relatable. And my content is going to be messy and you're going to see kids in it. And that's real. And so if you're waiting for life to be perfect, so you can create picture perfect content, it will never happen. And it probably isn't going to be the content that converts the best for your audience either. So Katie, oh my gosh. So we could talk forever. You are like so, so much gold in here. And I cannot thank you enough. You know, guys, again, go check out Katie's Instagram. She's Katie Moore Wellness and follow her. You're going to get sucked into the hole and you're probably going to save like 20 recipes and you're going to fall in love with, with her and her family and her story. Katie, is there anything else that you want to add before we kind of close this out? I just think you've got to show up in the version of yourself you want to be. You know, I mean, I can tell you, you just so much is possible. And I know it feels in such a, oh, that's in the future, but you got to show up now. And I, I think also too, something Holly and I talked about before this call is just the power of proximity. Put yourself in rooms that, you know, my dad always said to me, Katie, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I can tell you, there is so much truth in that. Surround yourself with people who are doing big things and go where you're jealous. You know, I wanted Holly's business. I wanted what she had. And instead of just sitting over there and being like, Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. I was like, can I take you to lunch? And she took me up on it. And there are women and men in this world who will do that for you and just know what's possible if you're willing to walk through that fear. Oh, yes. And the power of exactly what you said of you being vulnerable too and saying, listen, I want to get in the room get in the room. Oh, so powerful. So good. I am so thankful that you are a part of my room and I will be seeing you in a few weeks. Well, we also live in the same city and yet somehow we like do not get together. Well, because we both have kids and businesses and life is, is busy, but I know in a few weeks we get to see each other too in person and I cannot wait. So thank you so much, Katie. You are incredible. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tactical takeaways you can apply right away to your business. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on iTunes. Now, let's go crush some goals together.